0: I'm in the midst of a completely just ignoring the sermon I wrote and doing something else because of the Bible reading in Exodus. Are you aware that the world sort of tells a style of story that says sort of the same thing all the time, which is you did bad in the past and you're going to do bad in the future and you can't get away from that? Right? Your reputation and your actions decide everything about your future. Are you aware that have you seen that? I used to I used to pastor a church where when a newcomer would come in, one of the person people in the church would tell me, but he's not one of our people. He's from the other, he's from this other history. We only should be talking to our people. That's the same thing of they come from the wrong side of the tracks they're not going to be any good at that. Have you ever have you ever had a story like that told about you? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, right? Honestly. It's a brand new year, right? So, one of the things I want to point out today is that the Bible is sort of in the pattern of telling a different style story with some of the same vocabulary. So, one of my professors at seminary used to say this Jesus is going around the countryside telling all the right stories with all the wrong endings. But the story is so close, and the ending is just twisted a little bit from the way the world tells the story. For example, When we start at Genesis 1, and I've got my Bible in three spots here, in Genesis 1, (laughs) the world, most of the creation stories go something like this. And if we go to the Babylonian stories or the near Middle East stories, there's some sort of battle, a cosmic battle that happens. In the case of Babylon or Sumerian stories, Tiamat, the, the dragon, is in a battle with the gods and is, slow, and is killed and is thrown to the earth and, the, and we live on the husk of Tiamat, basically, and the storm waters have to be quelled and all of that and we only live by this battle. Now in Genesis, the story's quite a bit different. In the beginning, and if I do this really carefully, in the beginning the world is tovu vavohu, or formless and void. You know, it's it's there's water, but what you have is an entirely different picture. You have God hovering over the waters. He's not part of creation. He's in charge of creation. It's quite a different story from the Tiamat story where the gods are thrown down and we only exist because of the chaos between the gods and the pantheon of the gods and because they can't agree on how to do it and blah 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 it just goes on but he speaks over the over a world that is formless and void and so the first three days of creation are shaping a formless world and the next three days are filling an empty world formless and void shaped and filled but not as a battle not because the gods are at war, but because God is in charge and speaks. In Exodus, one of the things that I really love to talk about is how. God is speaking to other cultures in the language that they understand. And in order to understand the Exodus 14 story with the Red Sea and it going into this thing, I need to sort of tell you the Egyptian story. Some of you have heard me do this before, and so I'm going to do it again. And if you're bored, I'm sorry. I'll try to do it interestingly. So the Egyptian story, how many of you... Wait, how many of you saw King Tut when he came around and he had the death mask with the two serpents on the head and all that? Do you remember those pictures, all those things? That's part of the Egyptian story. That the Egyptian story is that King Tut or any pharaoh is the image, the very image of Amun-Ra. All the rest of the people are inconsequential, but only the image is important. But Amun-Ra, with the help of his two serpents every night, goes into the the reedy sea and fights the chaos monster Apothecus And with the help of his serpents, comes out victorious and you get a new day. And if that doesn't happen, you don't get a new day. The Pharaoh is in charge of that story. But but the thing is that Ra or Amun-Ra goes into the Sea of Reeds And that's the spot where the victory and the chance to have life all happens in that thing. So now let's tell this little story about going into the Red Sea again from an Egyptian point of view. Here we are at the edge of the sea, and it opens up. What are we supposed to do if we're following Amun-Ra in that way, and Pharaoh is saying, go. You're supposed to go. That's where victory, that's in the Egyptian story, this is where victory happens. Except Amun-Ra is not in charge of the sea. Now, a flip side about that is before we get here, there's been 10 plagues in the, Egypt, in the Egyptian Exodus story, right? There's been 10 things. And those 10 plagues specifically are created or brought into Egypt in a way to dissolve the understanding of the Egyptians that Ra is in charge. The fr- that like One of them is that it's dark all the time, so there's no difference between light and day. Ra does not control the days. Ra does not control the edge of the water. Ra does not control the bugs. Ra, right? So it's all this stuff. And so those 10 plagues, and every time Pharaoh gets this chance to let the people go, and he goes, no, I'm the image of God. I'm the very God in this place, and I don't have to listen to you. And so here's the question that I had for this morning. How many of you have ever blown a stop sign? Right. right. Do you, do you, have, have you blown a stop sign and not made contact with another vehicle before? OK, because that's the preferred way to blow a stop sign. <laughs> I, I had a conversation just recently with the city department because I live on a corner that that has a stop sign. And I was out working in the yard and every hour I saw at least seven people blow that stop sign. Over and over and over again. And it's so bad now, the people that don't have a stop sign stop at the corner. Because they know that it's likely to get blown. (laughs) And my comment to the city was, I have a problem. I'm not an EMT, but I'm going to have to pretend I am one at some point. Do you understand what I mean? Because not every time you blow a corner is there going to be nobody there. My experience about that is exactly the same. I blew a stop sign once and not on purpose. It was a first rain. I was on the brakes, but I didn't stop. Straight in. Contact with cars going the other way. Nobody was hurt. But you understand that when you blow a stop sign and you recognize you blew a stop sign, if you didn't make contact, you you should be going. That was lucky. And if you make contact with somebody, then you should learn, "Uh uh-oh, maybe I should pay attention to those stop signs so that everybody, including myself, can live. Because that's what they're there for, right? They're a ministry for the life of everybody in this thing. Pharaoh, in this way, has blown 10 stop signs in a row. And every time, the consequences were worse and worse and worse. And then a pillar of fire comes and sits between them for two days. Like, hint, hint, hint. Perhaps, maybe, this is something you should give up on. But then he doesn't. So from the, the Israelite side, this is a great exodus. This is a chance to be redeemed. It's a chance to remember that they've been slaves, right? The Hebrew story continues to say, remember, you were slaves and you were rescued. So don't do those behaviors, right? But Pharaoh and them keep blowing stop signs. So I just want you to hear that this is the Bible telling different stories and speaking into cultures that are different than us. So here's another example. This is the one this is the one where I first saw this as clear as day. And this is Samson and the Philistines. So we don't know this really well, but the presumption is now that the Philistines are Greek extracts. They're Greek immigrants into the, into the Palestine area. Who are the heroes of the Greeks? Do you know the stories Who are the demigods, the gods, and all those things? So Hercules, Zeus, and all of those things. So when you look at Samson telling stories, riddles, doing feats of strength, and the Philistines have to beat him, who is God making the Philistines fight against? Their own gods. Does he not look like Hercules? Now, now we, we could get into all the troubles with Samson's life and all the problems that he had and all of those things. By the way, the Bible never speaks negatively about him again. <laughs> so all our judgment about him, about being, I don't know, something else is going on there. But I want to hear two sides of a story that God is speaking into other cultures and telling them to stop in ways that they can understand. Do you you hear what I'm saying? Do the 10 plagues sort of say that to you if I explain that they're they're sort of eroding Pharaoh's control of the known universe and his ability to shape their world? And if you keep having something like, let's say you run a stop sign in your life and you just keep running it and pretty soon, you're right, it's dumb. (laughs) You're correct, it's dumb. But but people in their married lives do this all the time. And, and I've had somebody that I was talking to that he's running stop signs in his marriage life and losing his life, marriage. And when asked if he was okay to run those stop, how I thought about that, I said, you better start listening to your wife. You've already ran that stop sign three times. Stop. I'm not saying she's right. What I'm saying is, Stop and listen. Pay attention. Learn what you're supposed to learn here. Now today, we have a different story going on. And we're just talking about Noah, and this is in Genesis 6. Remember now, if that's a lot of setup for the flood, isn't it? Now if I tell you that there are... I was listening to a, a class on Genesis just the other day, and he said... Sixty-eight people groups have flood stories from the world. Sixty-eight unique ethnic groups have flood stories. That's a stunning number. Now that goes from Hawaii, where there's a catamaran and 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 a, with an outrigger that comes to right it, the whole thing, but most of them are telling a particular story including the Sumerian and the Babylonian stories, which basically tell this story. Are you ready? The minor gods are unhappy with their toilsome labor. You know, not the big gods, the little ones. They've got all this this drudgery to do, and they don't want to do it. And they're sort of making a ruckus and bugging the high god. And so the high god says, to the middle gods, you figure this out and get them quiet because they're interrupting my nap. That's basically the story. <laughs> and so the idea is, is that humans are made to take the drudgery of the gods so the minor gods will stop bugging the high god and he'll be able to take the nap. But the problem is worse than the solution. The solution is worse than the problem because now there's so many humans because they keep making more humans and they're interrupting the nap of the God. And so in the Sumerian Gilgamesh story or in the Numa Elish, this is the Babylonian story. The high God unleashes the water in such torrent that the other gods are terrified and have no idea what to do. Okay, do you understand what I'm saying? That's the way the world tells the flood story. Am, am, am I presenting new information to some of you today? Okay, good. I'm glad this is not just review. So let's read this story. This is from the fourth Toledote of this Genesis story, which is the fourth place where it goes, this is the account of the generations of Noah. This is the fourth one. The line before that is, but Noah found favor with the Lord. This is the account of Noah. So whenever you have a Toledot, that last little sentence before the Toledot says what's going to happen about the next one. So this is the fourth one. There's 12 of them in Genesis. So we're in Act 4 of Genesis. Noah was a righteous man and the only blameless person living on the earth at this time and he walked in close fellowship with God. Walked in close fellowship with God. Is there anything in the Genesis story about walking around the garden and the fellowship with God that we ought to maybe be noticing that maybe that's something that would be good, right? Because the end of the first act has God walking in the garden by himself going, where are you? Like, Like he didn't know you know, playing hide-and-go-seek with your kids. Where are you? I can't find that little kid behind the sofa. <laughs> anyway. Noah was the father of three, sh- three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now, God saw that all the worth was corrupt and filled with violence. Now, I need you to know that this is a particular verb that means ruined. Corrupt and ruined. And we're going to say this, and every time I'm not, going to, I'm not going to bore you with the Hebrew of it, but I'll just tell you that it's the same verb that's going to happen over and over again. God observed the, the, the ruin nation of the world, for everyone on earth was ruined or corrupt. So God just said to Noah, I've decided to ruin it all the way. The natural consequences of the ruin is gonna come about. We're just gonna ruin it. If that's what the people want, that's what they're gonna get. That's the connotation in the Hebrew. I've decided to, and it's destroy, I'll ruin all living creatures for they have filled the earth with, with ruin. <laughs> yes, I will wipe them out, out along the earth. But build a large boat, uh, and then it goes into all this stuff. You've heard this story. I don't think there's a bunch of uh, theological high points of this story, except for this story matches. Um, in in, in uh, Numa Elish, they're supposed to build a seven-story building and not tell anybody what's going on. Okay, so same sto- similar story in conversation. I'm about to cover the earth with a flood that will destroy everything, that will ruin everything that lives and breathes everything on earth will die. Now, one of the things I want to say is that God is not saying that all the animals have made a mistake and they all have to be punished. What he's saying is, is that every living being is tied up in the ruin of God's image bearers on earth. And they're one sort of organism, right? You understand how how uh, ecosystems work, that if you get something that's an invasive species and it's gone wrong, then it's sort of, everything's health and well-being is sort of tied up in that spot, right? I don't i don't have to say that the, to understand that. But I will confirm my covenant with you, so enter the boat, you, your wife, and sons, and their wives, and bring a pair of every kind of animal, a male and female, into the boat with you to keep them alive during the flood. Pairs of every kind of bird and every kind of animal and every kind of scurrying animals. Remember this from Genesis. I made a big deal of the scurrying animals were actually made on the same day that the humans were. We're such a big deal, but we don't get our own day. We're just like them, and we're part of that system. And when we go wrong, the system goes wrong for them just the reality of it. So Noah did everything exactly as God commanded him. And when Noah was ready, the Lord said, go into the boat with your family for for among all the peoples of the earth, I can see that you alone are righteous. Take with you these seven pairs. Now, some people will say that that's a proof that there was an editor in here and he didn't do a very good job, and 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 there's two pairs of an, uh, pairs of animals and then seven pairs of animals, which means that the the priests wrote part of it and the Pharisees wrote another part of it and blah blah. It's not what's going on. If you just read the text plainly, it's saying. You're going to have to do sacrifice, and it would be good to get off the boat. And if you do a sacrifice, it would be good to not take that one pair and break it. (laughs) Right? It's actually provision, thinking ahead. It's God not destroying and unleashing, not something. Anyway, he knows what's going on. Anyway, I need to sort of stop right here. And I'm going to pick up more of the flood story on the other side and, and the stuff, but right now I need to talk to you about what it means to blunder through stop signs or to have things going wrong in your world, or, or maybe you're in a spot where your world is full of ruin. Have you ever been in a spot like that? Have you ever felt like your whole world is coming apart at the seams and and some of it is your fault or maybe none of it's your fault, but it's still coming apart? Now the world tells the story that you live in a place that just comes apart and that's your fate. Tough patooties. Sometimes it even does this. I, this is one piece of the. I haven't brought out my bony finger of indignation for a while. This is my, sometimes the world points at you and says, by the way, that stuff you're going through, that is your fault, even if you don't admit it. You, 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 you. (laughs) Have you ever heard this? Christians sometimes tell this story. You're sick because you deserve it. I'm not making this up. But, but if you want me to, I can do a whole series on the book of Job, which ends that good things happen to good people and bad things happen to bad people debate forever. That's what the book of Job does forever. The world sort of tells this story. I'm doing good. You're doing bad and you deserve to do bad because you're obviously doing bad. So you obviously deserve it. That is not the story of what's going on in this case. The story of the early part of the flood is literally you guys have made so many bad decisions and you've probably run 15 stop signs and you just keep doing it. And if ruins what you want, ruins what you get. I'm going to let you do it. What's the theological point here? Have you ever heard this? God sends people to hell. Hell. That's not exactly the biblical story. The biblical story actually is, God is literally pleading with everybody, stop, don't do that. You're not gonna like that destination. How about we turn around now? Because that's the moment. And the story that I wanna pull out this morning from Exodus and for Genesis and the way God tells the story is, look, There's provision to get through it. It's not meaning, it doesn't mean you're not going through it and that it's not a difficult time. It means that He's with you. You've never lived in a world where He wasn't making a way, where He wasn't making a path that you could be on. You've never lived in that spot. As as Sandy always asked me to repeat. God isn't giving you more than you can handle. It's all more than you can handle, but you've never handled it without him. And he's handled stuff you couldn't handle, and he's handled stuff you could and it's all been sent out for you to walk in this thing, and there's redemption, and there's a pathway through, and, but God is telling a different story. This This earth is not a result of the pathways of cruel fate or gods at war and all of this stuff it's a gift that we have the power to ruin or to walk with him by the way a significant portion of the new test or the old testament can literally be from Deuteronomy 30 Behold, I lay before you a choice between good and evil, life and death. Now choose life. But if you don't, and you won't, this is what's going to happen. So, is this a flood story? Is is Egypt a flood story? Yeah. Forty days. Forty days. 40 right. The numbers are telling you. The Hebrew story does not let you not connect them because of the numbers in the story. But today, I want you to hear that God is making a way in the midst of any of the ruin you might have. I lay before you a choice of life and death. Oh, that you would choose life. So choose life. That's the biblical story. The offer from God. Would you pray with me? Lord, help us not focus on how long we have to tread water, but rather the gift of buoyancy. Help us move and live within your being. Help us not run stop signs when we don't have to. Help us learn from the mistakes. Help us repent to turn around to be found in that moment walking with you in the garden. In your precious name, amen.